Parenting is a full-time job, and providing effective support for today's teens can be challenging. The Parent Engage 360 podcast aims to provide connections and information from experts in the fields of chemical health, mental health, internet safety, and more. It's a comprehensive view on parenting, provided in a personal, convenient format. Tune in to today's episode of the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. Hello, glad you joined us today. I'm Liz Burgard, Parent Involvement Coordinator. We know that life after high school graduation can be unknown for many students, and our ultimate goal as parents and staff is to help our students to be prepared as they enter life after high school. In our last episode, we explored college readiness, and we know that college may not be the choice for all students. So today we're going to hear more about how staff in Anoka Hennepin guide and encourage students through career exploration and about the opportunities for experience through coursework offered in the district. Jess Lipa, Career and Technical Education Director at STEP, and Eric Feigum, Career and College Specialist from Andover High School, are here to tell us all of the things that we need to know about career readiness. It is so nice to see you today, and thank you so much for joining us in this conversation. Thank you for having us. So let's begin. I'm really intrigued to learn more about how you both landed in your current role. So Jess, can you tell us what you wanted to be when you were growing up, and how did you end up in your current role as the Career and Technical Education Director at STEP? Sure. I actually wound up in this role by chance and being in the right place at the right time at times, I guess. And I say that because when I was growing up, I wanted to be a doctor and I went to college and started majoring in biology and hated it and found that when I went to the school and changed my major into being in family social science I met all of the prerequisites for being a family consumer sciences teacher and loved it. I walked into the classroom, worked with the students and loved it. It was the best possible thing for me. And when I wanted to go into leadership positions, I knew I wanted to be in a leadership position that wasn't the typical principal type of a role. And this fit everything perfectly. And I was very, very fortunate to wind up in a position like this in a school district like ours. Thanks for sharing your story with us. And I think it's so interesting how you started with one path and then fell into another path and then ended up where you are today. That's really encouraging for people that are still trying to figure out where they want to be. Eric, how about you? Do you have a similar story or did you always know that you wanted to be a college and career specialist? Well, you know, growing up, I was always going to play third base for the Boston Red Sox, you know, and after that quickly uh, fizzled out, I had a kind of a unique experience with college where I was a a first generation college student. My parents didn't go to college. So one Saturday, my dad drove me up to St. Cloud State and said, "Um, what do you think? Let's look out at colleges. And that was, was like, perfect. That's where I'll go. Quickly realized that that wasn't the right fit for me transferred to Bemidji State University where I had an amazing experience but I uh, you know I wasn't a hunter I wasn't a fisher but I kind of just sort of figured it out up there and I some of my best friends to this day are from Bemidji but then I realized that I uh, had to have a major <laughs> you know I had to figure out what I was going to do you know so once I sort of narrowed that path I ended up actually at the University of Minnesota and I tell that story only because like in my role I tell kids all the time like you're going to figure things out and you're going to find things along the way and paths change and 
ideas change and, and all of those things are okay. I graduated in four years still and I transferred twice, you know, those things happen. So I actually then got my degree in marketing and did the direct to education path at the University of Minnesota. So I was teaching business classes. I actually student taught at Andover, went over to Blaine and taught business for two years and the career center position opened up at Andover and they kind of contacted me. I had some great cooperating teachers during my time at Andover and it was a chance to, to kind of grow something and I've been here ever since. So super thankful for, um, you know, kind of that, that experience because it really did mold. I, I feel like I have a unique perspective in helping kids in their college planning because I clearly loved all of my different campuses. So. <laughs> I The third base goal would have been a dream. I think a lot of people have that similar dream and then maybe realize that that's hard to come by. But I do think the point that you made about having to try on different colleges and different ideas and really learning who you are after you graduate is a huge part of that too. So I think that sharing your story is really important to say that maybe you might try something and it might not work and it's okay to try something new and something different. And I would just maybe add to like, I didn't have, there wasn't a career center person in my high school, right? Like my parents were first generation. They didn't know any better. That was just sort of what we did. You know, my dad literally drove me up there. I'm like, what's not to like, you know, like I've loved every bit of it, but I didn't even think about a major. I didn't even think about my job. It was just college, you know? So definitely a, a story that I like to share. So going back to that, you had mentioned that when you were in school, there wasn't maybe a person at your high school that could really help navigate what your next step is after high school. School and your dad kind of encouraged you. In our last episode, we talked about the college realm and how the career and college specialists at the high schools help with preparing students for college. Can you share with us how your job responsibilities differ with working with students who are choosing to go right into a career? Yeah, sure. You know, I think it's kind of, there's a few different things that stand out here when I think about this. Um, the first thing is that we become much more facilitators. You know, if I'm helping a kid who, you know, wants to go to a four-year college or even a two-year college, that path, whether it's a, a state college or a private school, it's pretty similar, right? They apply, there's a transcript, you know, so on and so forth. If it's someone who's a career people in my role, we become much more like making sure that we get them in touch with the right people and we help them find careers that they're going to get a job in that are in demand, the, the, all of those things, because we're never going to be experts in every career path, right? But I think what we're really strong in is helping to facilitate those conversations, helping to lead students into helping them connect with the right people. The other thing that I like, like to always highlight is we, we try to make sure students are aware that college doesn't just mean four-year university. College is any type of training that's going to help them get a job. So if that's certificate-based, if that's technical college, if that's the military, all of the career centers in their home high schools have great resources to help connect students with those pathways. And honestly, those pathways are super in demand and super evolving and highly technical and highly skilled workforce highly skilled workers are needed to fill those jobs. So I would say that in my time doing this, that conversation has really switched where it was a huge four-year push. Now it's really become the other way. We see so many students that see the need for highly skilled workers in electricians, in HVAC, in surgical tech fields, in sonography, you know, and I think it's really encouraging. And I think it's, it makes it kind of exciting to see kids see the need for those types of employment. 
I think that that's a great point that there's so many demands right now for highly skilled workers and really telling students about all of their options. So Jess, can you fill us in a little bit about STEP and maybe how the programming that's offered at STEP really helps students to find their niche in some of those programmings that Eric was mentioning? Sure. The story I always tell students is this. When I chose my college, this was the University of Minnesota. I had never looked at the University of Minnesota. I never visited it. I never did any of that. I came from a small town in Wisconsin and was dead set on going to a different university in the Twin Cities area. And at the last minute, I changed my mind because of the way it looked on a sweatshirt. And while that's kind of a a funny story, when I was going through this, as long as you went to college at the time, you were fine. You would get a job no matter what. Well, the world has changed a little bit. And as Eric alluded to, jobs and occupations with technical skills are in such high demand right now and are so high wage that the world has changed a little bit where our goal at STEP is to actually provide an opportunity for students to get a very, very hands-on, in-depth look at a variety of different occupations and careers. STEP is attached to Anoka Technical College. We are kind of like a high school in a college setting. So when students come to us, they are on a college campus. We treat them like college students. We give them a lot of independence, just like a college student might. However, guided by people from the business and industry that have become teachers. One of the things that we're proudest of is because of our teaching staff and all that they come from and their backgrounds, We are able to offer industry credentials in many cases. Not all of our classes do, but many of our courses offer certifications that are industry credentials, which means that you can get a job in the field right now, or that all of our programs lead to some sort of post-secondary credit and lead in a pathway. So many of our industry experts have now become teachers. So our automotive teacher, for instance, we hired right from business and industry. We have a cosmetology teacher who actually is a cosmetologist. We have our nursing assistant classes are required to be taught by registered nurses. And so we're very, very fortunate that we have people that have experience in business and industry that can provide opportunities for students so that students really do get a look at what the career is actually going to be like. If at the end of it, I always tell students this as well. If at the end of it, students say to me, I don't want to do that. That sounds like an awful career. Well, great. We did our job then. And that tells me that when we gave you an opportunity to get a good look at it without spending the money on college in a program that you might not be interested in. And if at the end of it, you tell us, I love it and I want to take more of it, then we know that we've done our job too. I think it's such a dynamic opportunity for the students in Anoka Hennepin to be able to have some hands-on practical experience and it's at a college campus. So to kind of get what that looks like at a community college to see what do you do when you go there? How is it different than your normal high school experience that you have? And so I think it's really cool that we have students attend their typical high school and then can attend STEP as well. Is there certain grades that you can start attending STEP at? We have some opportunities for 10th graders. Otherwise, all of our other programming begins for 11th and 12th grade students. Typically, we suggest that students have tried some sort of an option in their 9th and 10th grade years, that that's usually where if they took an automotive class at the high school and they want more and they want advanced opportunities, that's when they'll oftentimes come to step. That's the same for culinary. It's the same for many of our areas. 
So usually uh, most all of our opportunities are available for 11th graders and some of our coursework is available for students in 10th grade. We don't have prerequisites for many of our classes to get there, but it, like I said, it does depend on the course. And then can one of you tell us a little bit more about how the career and college specialist from the high school works closely with the STEP program to really help students try on different things or try on different courses at STEP that maybe they can't take at their home high school? Well, I think for me, what we, you know, I used, I kind of frame it this way, like our wording is really important. And it used to be, I feel like I used to ask kids, where do you want to go to college? Right. And now I ask kids, what do you want to do? And that's a big difference. And I think that's a powerful change in how we word our conversations with students. And when students say, here's what I want to do, that provides us with the ability to go, well, wow, here's a great opportunity for you to go and learn what that person does. And, and really what I mean by like, go and learn, it's like, go and experience, go and try taping an ankle, go and try doing some of those things that you maybe not even are aware of that goes into that job. But STEP is kind of that go and experience what's going on in the industry, which maybe they don't get as much here at a high school setting. Is there anything that you wanted to add to that, Jess? No, I think that Eric's shift in the what do you want to do is an important conversation that we've been having with students. And sometimes students just take classes because they want to explore more and get a little bit more information. And sometimes it's because they're really, really interested in the career. Either way, we're going to open up your eyes to something and give you a really in-depth look at that career and what it might be like for you as in the future. But I think that the college and career specialists across the district are all having that conversation now that Eric has is not where will you wind up after graduation? It's what do you want to do? What are you interested in? And how can we help you there? And here's this chance for you to take this and get a really great look at it. So I'm hearing both of you say is it's really about being student focused. What do you want to do? What do we need to learn about you? What do we need to help you explore? so that you can have different opportunities and try different things on to really help to shape your next step after you graduate from high school. And I think that what Jess said was so powerful where it's like, it is sometimes it's what you learn that you don't like. <laughs> right. That's just as important, you know? I think that learning sometimes gets lost. And that is a huge, huge message for families is it's okay to go through something and realize that wasn't for them. That's totally fine, you know? And that doing that earlier helps that process along. So I think I, that would be what I piggyback on for sure. One of the best lessons and conversations that I've had with a student was somebody who once thought she was going to go into cosmetology for the longest time and realized, I don't want to work weekends and I don't want to stand on my feet all day making small talk. And I'm so glad I took this because this isn't my thing at all. And I said, great, because we just saved you about $20,000 for you to learn that through a cosmetology program. So now what? Now what are you interested in? And, and she went into a medical field and loved it. And so really that was, uh, those are the eye-opening things that students can experience. And if at the end of it, we learn that you didn't really like it, that's okay. Secondary Technical Education Program, or STEP, a middle place between high school and college provides relevant education to prepare students for the high-tech, high-skill workplace of the 21st century. 
course offerings cover skills needed in the fields of construction, aviation, medicine, public safety, manufacturing, the arts, and more. For more information, please visit ahschools.us forward slash step. So before the break, we were talking a little bit about STEP and the role of the career and college specialists at each high school and how we support students and finding their career or actually just asking them, what do you want to do? Can you tell us a little bit more about some resources at the home high school that are available to help with job applications or other aspects related to starting a career? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, there's really sort of two things. And then one thing that I really wanted to highlight. So the first one any type of career research, that sort of thing, we always sort of start with either Naviance or MCIS. And those are two resources that every student in our district have access to. Naviance is a career and college planning platform that is built right into their lock-in key that all students and parents can access from any computer or device. It has some great, great college sides of it. I would say that that's probably more the college piece. The career side, I think MCIS, which is a fantastic resource, is probably a little bit stronger in, in highlighting trends and highlighting in-demand areas. So I would really push that one for students looking for just to research careers. Each high school has a, a unique login, so their college and career specialists would be able to help students and families access that website. Two other ones that come to mind right off the top of my head, the Trades Hub, which is just the newer site, the Trades Hub is fantastic. If you're looking for a career in the trades where students can even just, there's like videos of days in the life of a construction manager or someone in HVAC or someone in welding. And those videos are really, really powerful. There's also some great scholarships on that website for students interested in the trades. The last one that I, I wanted to definitely highlight over sort of this distance learning period, the college and career specialists have worked together to put together a two-year technical pathways. I'm going to just call it like project where we just have done recordings and compiling of resources that are super, super beneficial for students that are looking for things like apprenticeships or on-the-job training in like automotives. And we've really just sort of tried to connect with some of our alumni that are currently doing these things. And we've just been interviewing them about their experiences and their pathways and things that they wish that they knew. So I think that's something that is a must-see for families that are interested in this. It's on each Career Center website. And those resources, I, I think, are things that we're building and we're adding to throughout the rest of the school year and going forward. So those were the first things that came to mind. And then I would just add as far as like helping with interviews and helping with applications, that's what the Career and College Specialist is there for, right? I love to sit down and do mock interviews. I love to review resumes, and I think those are things that we are really passionate about because it's different, right? Like, it's different for kids and going through this process. So it's important to have someone to bounce those ideas off of and just be another set of eyes. So I would direct those types of specific questions to their college and career specialists in their building. I'm thinking back to even my experience with applying for jobs back in high school. And I, I remember, first off, it was all paper. We couldn't apply online, so that's a different piece. And then two, just not understanding or not knowing how to even have an interview or what does an interview look like or what are some things I need to talk about myself? And I remember for myself and I think some of my peers, it was just really hard for me to talk about my experience and how I would be a good fit for the position. 
And so I think that that's a really good point to note that there are people at the school that can help you work through those things. And it's okay to say, I need help with this. Can you help me talk through this? Because the more you can talk about it and learn best practices, the better you are for your whole life. And I found too, like sometimes it's just a simple a reassurance, right? Kids do great things and sometimes they're almost too humble. <laughs> you know, like it, it's okay to highlight some of these amazing things that you're doing and these volunteer things and the, their involvement and their ability to manage their time. Those things are all super positive and things that employers want to hear about. And I think just reassuring them that it's okay to tell people <laughs> the great things that they're doing in a humble-ish way, you know, but like still sharing their, their experiences and the things that they're doing during high school. How about any common questions that either of you hear from students and or parents as they're beginning the career search or if parents ask about MCIS or this trades hub or these videos you're creating? What are some questions that you guys hear often from students? Well, from my experience at STEP, I oftentimes will hear, is that really a career in demand? Are they going to get a job in that? And the thing that I can say that uh, Eric did such a great job even answering the previous question about how they the resources that are available is that our teachers, certainly at STEP who work in the field, they are a wealth of knowledge for our students who have access and networking to the field directly where they can connect our students with people in a variety of industries. But also our five high schools have great resources available on the top 20 careers in demand in the next five years, 10 years, and what the projected outlook looks like for both our community, our state, and the nation. And those are things that people need to pay attention to. So when parents talk about, well, is there really an option for my student, my son or daughter, are they going to get a job? And the answer is, you know, it depends on the field, but they have direct data that will actually supply them. Yeah, these, this is, and this is what the outlook looks like. This is what the pay looks like. These are the things that he or she can do. I think that's a great question. And I hope that they continue to ask that question because that is something that leads into great conversation about what the outcome and what the potential looks like. And I think those are all kind of go back to what I was saying earlier about changing our train of thought, right? Like it's not just where are we going to college, it's where are we going to work and where are we going to live and where are we going to be able to provide for our families? And those are the things that Justice, right, we have great resources in our buildings available for families to look at and see not only Minnesota-based, but Anoka County-based and Metro-based and really, really broken down by region and county based information that is, is pretty powerful. You know, the other thing that I would say that it comes down to is the question that we get is how do we start, right? Because sometimes it's hard to know how to get it into a, to become an electrician. It sounds great, right? But how, where, where do I start? And I think that's where we can highlight some of these resources and some of these things that we have at our disposal, like our uh, two-year program I mentioned and connecting with apprenticeships and connecting with job shadow opportunities and you know, the other thing that the Career Center does this year has been a little bit different, obviously, but we, we try to provide job experience or job days, career days, whatever you want to call them. And we really try to focus on those in-demand jobs. So if we do a career day in manufacturing, it's not because we are all interested in manufacturing, it's because that's where the jobs are. And that's where students are going to work and be exposed to different 
type of career pathways within an industry that maybe is completely different than what their parents are used to. So that was, those days and those career days are definitely things that we will be offering again once things start to open up and we get back to, uh, to those types of normalcies around our area. Offering those days, I think, really gives students an idea of what a job might look like. Because I think even for myself, like you, you kind of know what a teacher does, you kind of know what a nurse does, but there are so many jobs now that are new to even when our students that are graduating's parents went to school. And like you had mentioned, so many jobs that are continuing to be created because of where our world is. And I think that when you guys have some data points and some understanding of what future demands look like and where our economy is at, to really help students understand that and parents, because things have changed and continue to change on the daily of what we're going to be like in even 5, 10, 15 years and really supporting students to learn about those and figure out what that means for them. So that information that you shared is great. Are there any other questions that you guys get from parents or students? The points that you gave us were really eye-opening. I think that sort of hits it. You know, the other question that I jotted down, if we use healthcare as a, an example, parents are starting to sort of ask or catch the idea of like tiered or pairing, you know, like a CNA to a two-year nursing degree to a four-year nursing degree. So helping connect them with some of those tiered career pathways, I think is the other piece of this that is really growing as well. Thank you so much for sharing so much great information with us today. In closing, can you give us any tips of what parents can do at home to help with this process? I know both of you talked about what STEP can do and what the traditional high school can do and how you guys work together. But what are some things that parents can do at any age to start the conversation about supporting their kid as they are becoming adults and launching them into adulthood? As a parent myself, and how I was raised and how students are now is very different. How I was raised coming through was that you would have the same career for the entire duration of your working life. And so I think that if I could encourage our families to think about anything is that our students coming up through the system now will have a variety of changes within job or career, etc. as they go along. And so the one thing that I would encourage is looking at career pathways as those stackable credentials that Eric had just alluded to a few minutes ago, even in that you maybe start off now as a nursing assistant, but then you go to a LPN or an RN, and then maybe you're going to come up to be a nurse practitioner, but that there's growth within fields and that choosing one and then maybe changing courses isn't necessarily a bad thing because much of that is transferable or will help you stack and grow through the system. The other thing that I consistently tell families is because when we grew up, it was different and that businesses and industries didn't necessarily pay for your educational opportunities. And that is happening all the time now. Many of our technical programs where we need a high level of technical skill, if a student is working at any of these places, we often find that the industry partner is offering some sort of compensation or some sort of tuition reimbursement for our students. And that is something that I continuously encourage people to consider, that if you have an interest, say in the field of manufacturing, a lot of our local manufacturings will pay for a full two-year degree and then maybe the four-year degree beyond that. And so those are things to consider is that just because you're starting in one place, that room for growth is enormous in many of our career pathways. 
I would piggyback off Jess and say it's okay to slow down a little bit. I feel like we are in a rush for students to graduate and we, we have a bunch of 20-year-old engineers all lined up by eighth grade and it's okay to slow down a little bit and, and explore and expose them to options. And as great as things like PSEO and advanced placement and tests, as great as all of those things are, they're not for everybody. And they're not behind if they're still exploring their options. And my biggest takeaway from COVID-19 distance learning has been that the timeline can be pushed back and that's fine. And kids can still go on to be great successes and find passions and do all of the things that they were going to do, even if it is later in their senior year of high school. That timeline is flexible. It's fluid and be okay with that and be okay with exposing and learning. Sometimes the best learning is figuring out what they don't want to do. I would leave it with that, I think. So. Well, thank you so much, Jess and Eric, for being here today. There are some just major takeaways of things that you opened us up to. So one of the major things that we talked about is connections, right? Like having connections with either your career specialist at your school or the teachers at STEP and just really asking questions and knowing that people are there to help you and support you with the different things that you maybe want to do and, and asking questions and then really slowing down and exploring what you think you might want to do. You might take a class and realize that isn't actually what I, what I want to do at all and you can try on something else and try something different. But within doing that, you have transferable skills within different occupations or different jobs which I think is a really interesting thing to think about of what am I learning in this class that I can take on and try on in different jobs that I might have along my life. And then also thinking about future demands, knowing that our world is always and ever changing. So having those transferable skills and being able to think about five, 10 years down the road of what is our world going to be like and what are the jobs that are maybe going to be needed for our students that will be graduating and then lastly, I think the thing that really struck me was when you had both mentioned multiple times, just rethinking our frame of reference and not saying, where are you going to college after you graduate, but saying, what are you going to do or what are you interested in and where are you going to live? Where are you going to work? Asking some of those deeper questions about the person, about the student, instead of just assuming they're going to go to college because there are so many great opportunities that students can do. So I just want to say thank you so much for being here today and sharing a little bit about yourself and your expertise. And lastly, just the support that you give to your staff and students each day is uh, doesn't go unnoticed. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having us. Thank you.
Thank you for listening. This resource is produced as a partnership between the Anoka Hennepin Parent Engagement Program and Student Services Department. Be sure to check out additional episodes in the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. For more information or to share feedback, visit ahschools.us slash parentengage360.